So today we're going to talk about something that is really needed to be spoken about and that is cell phone radiation or cellular radiation if you will. Now essentially what we hold as the only information about cellular radiation is the fact that it is some amount of radiation that has been emitted from your cellular device as well as a prolonged version of the same being emitted by towers everywhere. Well, that is not even a nutshell of the equation. That cell phones do have radiation that is being emitted from them, but they're nowhere near the radiation that can affect you or affect your DNA. Why does it have the term radiation in it if it's not hurting me? Whereas we know widely that radiation is supposed to be something that is proclaimed across the globe as something that is very deadly for everything that is living. Well, radiation is only because it operates on an electromagnetic spectrum. What you can consider on an array of things, one on one side would be non-ionizing radiation and on the other side would be ionizing radiation. When you look at non-ionizing radiation, you'll find things over there like radio frequencies and microwaves and all of that. All the way scaling to gamma radiations and x-rays which are on the other of the radiation spectrum as a whole. One thing you need to understand is the higher the energy, the higher the frequency. So the more frequency, the more threat of it turning into ionizing radiation. Also, non-ionizing radiation, right off the bat, as we said, does not cause any damage whatsoever. Now, what is the difference between the two? Well, ultraviolet is essentially a filter or a threshold, which you can say, between non-ionizing and ionizing radiation. Up until ultraviolet... On the spectrum, you're good. But beyond ultraviolet, things get messy for living things. Well, ionizing radiation essentially is dangerous because it, it can break chemical bonds and damage your DNA significantly. But when we talk about how efficient is the spectrum and how much can you rely upon the spectrum, we always come across the same theory that there is no conclusive study as of now. There was the WHO verdict that stated that yes, it was possible in a theoretical link that the radiation emitted by cellular devices are carcinogenic, are cancer causing. But they also stated that it is the same amount that can cause cancer as opposed to someone who's been drinking tea for a while or drinking coffee for a while or more of these regular everyday things that we do that expose us to a higher quotient of radiation. As we all should understand one thing, that radiation exists everywhere. It's about how intense the doses of, of said radiation are you witnessing. A quick thing that we all should be aware about is the fact that Wi-Fi and microwaves operate around the same spectrum of frequency. That is around 2.4 gigahertz. And that's kind of funny. Because one uses that frequency to heat your food while the other one connects you to the internet. Another thing that we see if we literally take a device and start measuring microwaves. We will understand the fact that every time you use Wi-Fi or use the internet or use your personal assistant on your smartphone, it'll spike. Because it's optimizing the phone's performance, thereby emitting more radiation than it would otherwise emit. Yes, it's not going to continue to emit said radiation, but it is going to make sure that it's switching towers. And well, numbers don't really make sense in those conditions because a cell phone has been known to switch towers around 70 times a minute. If need be, that is. But 
what we also need to understand is the fact that electromagnetic waves get weakened over distance. They are not very well travelers. What happens essentially when microwaves or electromagnetic waves for that instance, but for the intents and purposes of this example, we will talk about microwaves. Microwaves essentially vibrate molecules and vibrating these molecules makes the electrons that are present inside these molecules to switch polarity continuously. This polarity switch is what ends up heating the food. And this is exactly the same principles that follow when we talk about radiation being dangerous to someone. And when we talk about this, there is an experiment that we have to bring up because this experiment makes a lot of sense when you actually go and think about what it has to offer. There were a group of rats prenatally exposed as well as a control group. Prenatal means that they were exposed to radiation prior to them being born. Now, the prenatally exposed rats took three times as long as the control group of rats to escape the same maze. And rats are infamously good at escaping mazes. As a matter of fact, the prenatal exposed rats also made two times the mistakes as the regular control group. They had worse memory. They had no fear, but they had a lot of anxiety. These were certain behavioral observations that were made as well. The same study was then conducted on sperm samples given by healthy donor men. And one was exposed to controlled radiation, whereas the other was not. What was observed then is that the one who were exposed to radiation had vitality decreased, had their mitochondrial DNA damaged. And that shocked researchers, as it were. Now, consider the fact that these radiation doses that were provided to them were near about the same caliber of radiation that you would experience on a regular. Also, we need to understand another thing. That there is a form of radiation that is constantly being barraged in our direction, and that is by the sun. As a matter of fact, the sun puts out a radiation of around 52 microwatts per centimeter square. Now, another thing that we, that scientists as a whole wanted in terms of answers was the fact that if this research is so accurate and stating that these mice and these samples were so significantly affected, when we look at the everlasting effect of radiation being nothing but cancer. Why was then no cancer observed in the drastic rise of cell phone use since its conception to date? Well, when we talk about something like that, it more or less points towards the same thing that happened with the atomic bomb that was dropped in 1945. There were no immediate cancer patients grow. Like there was no immediate outburst of cancer. Tumors take a long time to grow, but then 40 years later, most of the cases of cancer that were observed were people who were rather young when the atomic bombs were dropped. And over the years, memories fade. But something like that does not. And hence, it was very easy for these people to then draw the conclusion that yes, it was in fact the radiation that they were exposed to upon that explosion. Even though the bomb or the heat wave that followed did not kill them. It was ultimately the bomb itself that got to them, be it 40 years later. The threat about radiation, the threat about whether it's acceptable for you or whether it's completely not 
has its own give and take as a matter of fact a country like israel has gone as far as to ban wifi in kindergartens it prefers wired connections over wireless connections all mobile phones that are sold in israel come with a pair of headsets and they prioritize information that is given out in these in, in these mobile boxes about keeping your mobile phones at a certain distance from you and using headsets at all times as a matter of fact there is also a rule that no advertisements can be directly projected or targeted towards kids canada being another free nation that is super pc as you will canada also has urged the recognition about seriousness of this issue ultimately what we come down to is the talk about 5g because it is the latest venture in the realm of communication the first question that arises is the fact that 5g is obviously going to be operating at a higher power than 3g or 4g a higher frequency bandwidth and even though that is true and 5g will in fact be operating on a higher frequency it is still not strong enough to penetrate your skin it might make it a little bit into your skin but not go all the way through but here is where another argument arises what about the subdermal effects if it is in fact breaking through the skin not going all the way through understood but it is still breaching the skin will it have subdermal effects well there is no easy answer to that question there are opinions on both sides of the equation and there is more mud in the waters than we would have expected at this point we need to keep in mind that each mobile phone that we use in today's realm has about four transmitters in them one for voice one for data one for wifi and one for bluetooth all phones have these features once upon a time it w- these features were looked upon as luxury only in the best of the best phones out there and now they're stock in every single phone that ever comes out what this goes to show is that technology will progress the next steps the next leaps will be made whether or not there is public approval at times whether or not the markets that they first release on are educated enough to understand the threats that they f- that they bring to the table but the bottom line is always going to remain the same and that is the fact that if you go purely upon the radiation spectrum as long as it is non ionizing radiation your mobile phones cannot harm you also another thing prefer not keeping your mobile phone close to your vital organs there has been research done but unfortunately it has been debated but nevertheless considering what we know that mobile phones have pulses in which they put out extensive amounts of microwaves it is always preferred to keep them away from your essential organs keeping your mobile phones in your top pockets never a good idea keeping your mobile phones strapped to your holsters never a good idea as a matter of fact there is even studies on the whole concept of pe- keeping your mobile phones in your pockets not being a good idea but that is a little too inconvenient for a lot of us 
bottom line being there is a lot of research that still needs to be done there are a lot of questions that still need to be answered both with mutual consensus as well as with desired and much deserved skepticism up until then we are still up in the air about what we should believe in 5g is by no means some plot to take over the world it is most definitely going to be a huge leap forward in terms of data in terms of speeds but it's not some end all evil genius plan to get us with that being said i hope you guys learned something today we we'll see you guys in the next one